Welcome to the Meta Podcast. This is the Implement for Life series where we focus on the question, is your country following EU environmental laws? In this series of podcasts, we're looking into NGOs' actions that work to ensure better implementation of those laws and protect the environment. when it comes to protecting the environment. However, there are a lot of cases around Europe where bad implementation of EU laws at national level endanger our environment. Today we're taking a closer look at the waste challenges we're facing with a specific example, the controversial construction of the Ivry incinerator in the Parisian area, which has been given the green light a few weeks ago by the prefect of the region. We are welcoming Thibaut Turchet, legal officer from Zero Waste France. Thanks for joining us. And Mauro Anastasio, communication officer at the EEB for Waste and Circular Economy. Welcome to you too. Thank you. Hi. Over the last years, there has been a multiplication of documentaries, articles, reports warning us about the incredible amount of waste we're producing each year and the effects it has on the environment. In this context, governments are trying to find solutions to deal with waste. But as we're going to see, it is usually more complicated than just a problem we need to deal with. It's about preventing and getting the best out of the waste we're actually producing. So today we're going to explore solutions with our two guests. Thibaut, could you tell us a bit more about the construction project of the Ivry incinerator? Yeah, sure. It's uh, 10 years old project um, which is backed by the SICTOM. The SICTOM is a big city cluster uh, gathering Paris and 84 cities around Paris. So it's uh, 5.8 million uh, people. Um, and since 10 years, the SICTOM actually wants to rebuild one of its three incineration plants located in Ivry, which is very close to, to Paris. Um, and the project is going to cost uh, around 1 billion euros over 23 years, which is huge. Um, so basically, the, the, the SICTOM, this city cluster, is managing 2.3 million tons of waste every year. Um, and uh, let's just look at the big, uh, the big fact. Uh, the SICTOM is recycling only 15% of its waste. 82% is going to be incinerated in one of the three big plants uh, managed by the SIGDOM or other incineration plants around Paris, and 4% is landfill. So as you can see, um, recycling only 15% of uh, the waste produced in the Paris area is uh, really low compared to European targets, and rebuilding an incineration plant, which is going to cost a lot in that context, is uh, obviously very um, uh, very bad for us <laughs> because uh, this money is not going to be spent in recycling, reuse, composting, etc. I see. Before we go further, just a quick explanation. When important construction works like this one are happening in the EU, evaluation of the impact they could have on the environment are required. In that case, an environmental impact assessment, an EIA, was carried out, right? Yes, absolutely. Um, and we had a public inquiry um, the last summer. So actually, the system did realize its um, impact assessment. But basically, they considered that French or EU targets are not relevant to their project. 
um, a, they consider anyway that uh, the Parisian context with very big cities actually makes it impossible to reach uh, those targets. So pretty much they uh, don't care about uh, you know, recycling 60 or 65% of the waste uh, in the upcoming years. Um, so yeah, the impact assessment has been done, but basically it says like usually that the project is really nice. It's uh, of course needed for the city, etc., etc. So there is no questioning uh, in this impact assessment. Mm. So now we are left in a situation where the solution preferred by the government is incineration despite the health risks and the impact on the environment. Who is financing the construction of this incinerator? Actually, um, we're not sure. Uh, I guess it's public and private institutions, banks, um, because the, the system is actually uh, getting money from, you know, of course, uh, people paying their taxes, but they have to uh, borrow money. So they have to sign loans. Um, and so I know that the IEB has been financing a previous incineration plan located in EC, which is called ECAN. It's, uh, uh, it was built in 2007. So I know that at that time, the IEB uh, has been financing this project for the Ivry project. Um, I guess it's... Uh, private banks and certainly public institutions we still have to investigate uh, this part of the of the file zero is france has proposed a counter proposition to the incinerator and it is focusing on reduction of waste and better use of the for example bio waste could you give us more information about it yeah absolutely what we have uh, found investigating this every case is that on 320 28 kilograms of residual waste produced by each inhabitants of the the system of the Paris area actually seven, 75% of it could be uh, separated at source and recycled or composted or reused so 75% is uh, huge and what we know now is that we have a huge leverage to um, uh, not send that amount of waste uh, to incineration. So our plan is called uh, the Plan BOM, which means uh, Plan for Waste Prevention, Waste Reduction. Um, and what we have tried to, to show is that if we can you know, separate a little bit more of glass, paper, textiles, um, of course, plastic, and implement bio-waste separate collection, then we can manage to, uh, you know, manage the, the, the waste of the Paris area without rebuilding the Ivry incineration plant. Um, so our plan, the, the waste uh, prevention plan, is based on five big works. Uh, one of them is, of course, uh, bio-waste, then paper, then uh, plastic, municipal waste, etc. And so we have identified what we call uh, major streams. Um, and then if we can, you know, separate a little bit more, then according to us, it's possible uh, just to rely on other incineration plants that are run by the system right now and, you know, not rebuilt every one. Mauro, what do you think about the work of NGOs, like the way they're taking part in this project and in a lot of different projects all over Europe? 
Yeah, um, it's very important for local groups and European NGOs here in Brussels to join forces and, uh, and fight the incineration of waste, uh, um, I think. But I mean, what, what's happening in Paris, uh, we, we've seen it before um, all across Europe. We have these countries, they just keep building expensive incinerators and by doing so they put in the health of people at risk um, because incinerators can release toxic pollutants in the environment. Um, but it's not just a health and environment problem, it's also, um, it, it also doesn't make any economic sense if you think about it. Europe has been pushing um, for a transition towards a circular economy and instead here we're burning waste. By burning waste we're basically burning opportunities. Mm, yes. Could you tell us a bit more about the connection between waste and circular economy? Because it is fundamental for us to develop a new way to rethink a way of treating waste, right? Yeah, like, like I said before, we need, we need to turn our waste problem into an opportunity. Um, burning waste just, just doesn't make any environmental economic sense. Incineration is the least preferred option to deal with waste. Priority must be given to prevention and reduction of waste because this is the best way. The best way to deal with it is not to create it in the first place. Um, then we must also boost recycling um, in order to, to to put all these resources back into the market. Um, we have to remember that these are very often finite resources, and, um, and and so we have to make the most of it. What are the next steps you are now waiting for? Actually, now all the administrative procedures um, have been done. So there is already one uh, trial ongoing, uh, which has been uh, issued in 2016 by our NGO. So um, now the building permit has been delivered and the running permit is going to be delivered very, very soon. So we will um, see if any new trial is possible and has uh, chances to, to success. Uh, but the thing is that probably we are going to use the, the new uh, circular economy package and the waste framework directive, which sets um, really clear targets now in the EU law and as well soon in the French law, and especially 60% reuse and recycling in 2030. Um, the things that the SICTOM, the, the city cluster, doesn't uh, consider that those targets are relevant to know if this project is legal or not. According to us, they are. The targets are really uh, clear and um, legally binding, but according to, to the SICTOM, they're not. So we'll see if any trial is, is possible and can help us to, to fight this, uh, this very... Uh, that project for uh, recycling in around Paris, because yeah, as I as I told you, uh, when you look at the facts, it's really terrible. Only 15% of the waste has been recycled. The plant is going to build is going to cost sorry one billion euro around uh, for the for the next 23 years. Um, so yeah, all the money that is going to be spent in that project will of course not be given to recycling, composting, and and reuse and what we call at the same time policy is not is not possible. You build the incineration plant or you implement a zero waste program. We we can't do both. It's it's uh, pretty much impossible, right? So also, what is important in our alternative 
plan is that it's uh, a 10 years program. We do not ask the system to stop incinerating waste uh, just tomorrow, you know. We ask a transition of around 10 years uh, to make it possible in 10 years from now to stop using the Ivry plant and not rebuilding it. Uh, what you have to know is that uh, the CITOM runs two other big incineration plants that are also located very close to Paris. And so our plan is not that radical, actually, because tomorrow, if we can get rid of the Ivry plant, two other massive incineration plants will keep running. So we will still have, in 10 years from now, um, a good leverage to improve waste management in the Paris area. So what could be looked as a, uh, you know, anti-incineration plant actually uh, is not. And we know that it would take a little bit of time to, to get to zero waste serious implementation. Uh, but the thing is that we have to start now and start planning how we stop incineration bit by bit. That's the plan and we're sh we are pretty sure that we can we can do it if we spend those big amounts of money correctly. That's the point. All right. Thank you very much for being with us today. It was a very interesting topic, and I hope our listeners will have learned as much as I did on it. Wishing you all the best for the next steps. Thank you for thank you. EB support. Thank you for listening to Meta Podcast. This podcast was created with the support of the LIFE program of the European Union, but this communication reflects the author views and does not come in the donor. Thank you.